Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of Good Game Nice Try. You look really nice today. I love that shirt. It like matches your eyes, you know? Black? I'm talking to our 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 listeners. I was like, excuse me, we're both wearing plain black t-shirts. Yeah, and by the way, my t-shirt does match the blackness of my eyes, the soulless howling void in my eyes, don't you Not think? Not far off, I guess. But. Thank you. But no, I think our listeners look great today. What do you mm-hmm. think, uh, Sonia Reed, my co-host? Uh, well, Aaron Blair, my uh, my co-host as well. I think that they look fantastic, and I'm so happy. So happy they're here. I'm happy too. And listen, I think we were talking about something right before we started this podcast. And we were talking about playing games and taking breaks. And I was just saying, like, a lot of times during a game, I will time my bathroom breaks to the cutscenes. Like, I'll run. It'll be like, you hear that music? Dun, 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 or whatever. And then I'm like, all right. And I'll throw down the controller and go to the bathroom and run back. What's the longest you have played a single video game, a session? What's the oh. longest you've gone? Wow. Oh, geez. Because I've had, I've had some long video gaming sessions for sure. Oh, God. It had to have been the first thing I think of is getting back into WoW. <laughs> Yeah, wow is it's it's a pit. It's honestly a time pit. I I I was playing a lot in in like late high school, college, and then I kept quitting and coming back. It's been a really toxic relationship. College or this game? Both. (laughs) I kept quitting. Kept dropping out of college. Both. Uh, and then, yeah, every time an expansion would come out, I'm like, well, I uh, cracks open wallet. I guess it's time again. And then it would be like ten to. 13 hour days and then it would be every day or every other day for a bit for a chunk and then I want nothing to do with it until the right. next expansion. <laughs> yeah, I feel I've I've had those experiences as well uh where it's just like you eat all the cake you can and then the smell of cake makes you just want to vomit. And then I feel like that that kid in Matilda where he's just like jam-packed chocolate cake everywhere. <laughs> what about you? What's uh would you put the most time into? You know, weirdly, I'm going to say like Guitar Hero. Hmm. I think weirdly, I when that came out, I played it nonstop. Which one? The first? The very first, like my very first, because that was mind blowing to me. Like I've always played in bands my whole life and been a really crappy musician my entire life and jammed with friends and stuff. And so when that came out, that was a revelation. That Hmm. was like, 
you know, the first time, like I would say a similar revelation to the first time I played Grand Theft Auto GTA, where I was like, like that was my first open world game, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is happening? Oh my God, this is wild. Like, and I just played that and played that and played it. And GTA would be another one. Fallout, Skyrim, I've put hundreds of hours into those games. Uh, but I don't know that I've played them like day and night. Like a consecutive session, like a, you know. There's always a moment in those games where I just kind of get really annoyed with a small thing. And then I'm like, <laughs> fuck it. And I just stop. After you know, like, like 14 hours, you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, like, and, and and you know what it usually is? It's like the inventory. Like, cause I, I like <laughs> one of those hoarders where I just carry like a billion things. And there's uh, there will always come a point in that game around like hour eight or nine where I want to carry this tin can and I really want it and I don't have any space, but I can't drop this other stuff. I'm like, okay, I'm done. That's it. You're done. You're done. I'll just- That's I'm, it. I'm, that's I'll it. figure it out. Whatever. But, but Guitar Hero, it, they're all different songs. <laughs> and so it was like this thing of like every song is like a new, cool, rhythmic thing. And it just kept hooking me in and hooking me in and hooking me in. Those games for me, like, like Guitar Hero, I think I specifically- just like, whoa, vicious. But now it's weird because I think now whenever I play Guitar Hero, Rock Band ruined it. What? Why? Because now I just, I'm playing it by myself. I just feel so alone. And did you ever try like the drums or the singing or anything in Rock Band or were you just straight guitar? I did it all, dude. I'm a pro. Oh. I'm a pro. What about you? Oh. I'm a pro. I tried the drums. It's embarrassing. Before the podcast even started today, you broke out a ukulele. That and was you, too small for you. And you broke out a guitar that was too big for you. Yes. And then we've established we're starting a band and Jen is going to be on drums. That's right. Jen Samples, our producer, is going to wail on the skins. Mm-hmm. What's your drumming style, Jen? What's your drumming style? In in rock band and then also in real life. Well, I started playing the drums because have you guys ever seen that Tom Hanks movie, That Thing You Do? Oh, of course. So that's why I started playing drums. I wanted to be like the cool drummer with the sunglasses. Yes. And so I was, that was my like alter ego was like, wanted to be like the cool drummer person. Whoa. Did you have a name? Well, in the movie, his was Shades. Whoa. I would say yours could be like, uh, cause you skateboard. Yours could be like uh coast or like, uh, Ooh. Ooh, I like that. I like that. You okay. Know? I, I also think, and uh, Sonia, back me up on this. I think it's hilarious that you're like, I really want to be a cool drummer because you are literally the coolest person I know. You like- <laughs> That's ridiculous. You were like <laughs> going off this trail that had, there was no railing and like a, a I don't know how many foot drop and you, you <laughs> skateboard. I, you're the real life Lara Croft. You literally oh my are. Oh gosh, that's my dream. You're living you're it. You're living it. <laughs> it's it. <laughs> Coast. I go by coast now. (laughs) (laughs) My God. Well, speaking of cool people, I'm super excited about our guest today. She's one of the coolest. Yes. I'm I'm so excited that we had a chance to talk to her. She's incredible. Multi-talented. She's fantastic. An actress, writer, producer, host, gamer. She she does everything. And does it well. And does it very well. Um, I admire her on so many levels, uh, especially for being such a pioneer for women in the gaming industry. And she's worked with outlets like CBS, Disney, IGN. She's such a badass. We had so much fun talking to her. Here's our interview with Naomi Kyle. How did you guys first meet? I feel like two things. One, the Canadians find each other. That is so true. That's true. That is a fact. That just happens here in the States. No, I. 
<laughs> right. I think it's a combination of just knowing each other from, you know, being in the industry uh, and just social media. And then eventually, I mean, I, I feel like I've seen you at every single convention. Me too. So, yeah. Yeah. I think it was some form of that. <laughs> being such a pioneer in the industry and especially a role model for other women in the gaming space, do you feel that pressure a bit? Oh, yeah. I do. I do. I feel like I, I'm always making sure if I'm messaging, especially in these times where a lot of things are being uh, talked yeah. about that are very difficult to talk about and not only, you know, just in person, but online publicly. So I feel like I have to do right by my community. There are a lot of people that look up to me. So I want to make sure if I'm saying something, it's exactly what I mean. And I'm not just like throwing out a tweet without think, having second thoughts or, or thinking through what I'm saying. So yeah, I'd say there is a lot of pressure. And um, I think that comes with anyone who's in the public eye or has an audience of any kind. I mean, I feel like you do, being an incredible role model that you are, I feel like you do a really good job of that, just being so naturally authentic, you know? You and I have had discussions about that, like just kind of what to do on social media, how to be, you know, there's so many different, you can come from so many different angles, but, um, you know, I've definitely, after leaving IGN, after being on my own, so to speak, I, I've tr struggled trying to find what that voice is. You know, it's definitely changed because now I don't have the backing of a full corporation. I'm not like, uh, like kind of stick to their messaging. Now I have to find my own thing. So with, you know, we've talked about it together where it's like how what are the things you want to speak to? What's your, what's your, what are you passionate about? What are you putting out there in the world? How, how, what are you contributing to the conversation? Um, so it's stuff I've, I've definitely had more time to think about these days. And, and I appreciate you saying that I, you know, I come off authentically cause that's really all I want to do. Mm -hmm. And I'm just trying to stick as much as possible to like, what's truly coming from my core, my soul or whatever. You yeah. Want it's a really interesting thing, like kind of leaving IGN and, and finding your own voice, I think is, is something yeah. that, that feels like a really interesting, but also, you know, like you're saying a very difficult process, like yeah. what is, what has that road been like? And, and what are some, what are some signposts along that road that you find yourself like, Oh, wait a second. I really do like this, you know, like, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the, the difficult thing with having been at a place like IGN is like, everyone's telling you what's good, what's not good, you know, cause that's what we do. We're like <laughs> right. we yeah. video games. So, um, it's a good thing and it's a bad thing, you know? So I, I feel like now I'm, I'm, my journey has been these past two, almost three years. I've taken a lot of time to just like sit at my desk and be like, what do I actually want to play right now? Or what do I actually, uh, feel like talking about or consuming or, um, cause I'm not on a schedule. I'm not being told play this game at three o'clock this time. So I've been exploring what that is. Um, like recently I just picked up Mario Odyssey and Luigi's Mansion three. I just like played yes. those two games like in an entire weekend and I completed them. Oh, uh, a weekend <laughs> well that. spent. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> and I didn't even um, think about like posting about it. I was just like, you know, I'm just enjoying this for the fact that it's something I'm really enjoying. Like I'm not, I'm not going to share this with anybody. I just want to live vicariously through this game and, and be in it, you know, be in that moment. So, <laughs> yes. uh, so it's been a lot of that I'd say these past two years. And, um, and then when it comes to, you know, social media, that's just, that's the, still a thing I'm kind of tailoring or figuring out where that, where I land on that front. Could you bring us back to like the beginning and starting out in, in a, in a male dominated 
mm-hmm. industry, I guess. Because even like growing up playing games, I mean, obviously Laura Croft and, and bigger ones, but um, even kind of overlaying with the gaming industry as a whole, you know, starting out in streaming and starting out in content creation, there wasn't a lot of female representation. You know, at the at the beginning, even you know when I when I was first starting in the fir- in the top followed you know one hundred streamers, maybe a handful were female. So I feel like we've come a long way, but I, I feel like we still have you know some ways to go. Yeah, I definitely uh, experienced the what would you call it? You know the 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 dude culture, the bro culture, or the boys club uh, culture. Like that was IGN in a nutshell when I first arrived there. So I had to you know talking actually talking with some of our, my ex coworkers who were females in that space. There was a lot of uh, kind of unfairness. We were not seen as equals. Um, and, and that, you know, it's a culture problem. And I think that that's, that was the beginning. Like that was the start of, you know, I was one of maybe two other females in our department, you know, like wow, video damn. editorial, like that's the, the people that created the content for IGN, there was like maybe myself and two other girls. So that was a huge sign, you know, right from the get-go, this is a boys club. And I, I come from that environment from even before IGN, like when I worked at Steve's Music Store. It's a music store, a lot of guys with long hair playing guitars, you know? Aaron, were you hanging out there? <laughs> was that you? <laughs> uh, pulls off, this is a wig, just my long flowing locks come down. You were a regular, I recall. Um, no, it's, uh, having come from that, you know, I was, I was pretty used to it. And I feel like having been through IGN at one of their like huge changes uh, that I saw throughout my time there, I was there seven years. So I was there a long time. I saw them, you know, having a conversation about wanting to have more diversity in their voices, like actively seeking out people that weren't their usual um, fit, didn't fit the, you know, the box that they had created and it trying to go outside of that. And, and so finally they, you know, over time, I, even going back now, I'm like, I, I don't recognize a lot of the people, but they're all such a diverse bunch of people and they're all so good at what they do. And that just speaks to, again, companies listening and finally like taking active steps. You know, there's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of talk of like, we should do this, we should do that. But like, who's actually doing and taking those steps? And, and I saw it over a period of seven years. So I feel like already in seven years, there was a huge there was a huge progress that I saw from within the company I worked for and within the industry. And then I can see that, you know, happening even further now, just in, in a short amount of time. And just the fact that we're so actively speaking out about these things and wanting to see change. Again, through everything and through any sort of struggles and everything that you've went through in your journey, you've really solidified yourself as Aww. this strong, badass female. And yeah. I, I really admire you for, you know, everything that you've accomplished. Aw, Thank you. <laughs> Among those things, I knew that you, speaking of badass females, mm-hmm. I know that you've done some cosplay. I have. Actually, quite a bit. That's what I'm saying. I didn't know how much. I didn't either. <laughs> 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 yeah, I was looking back at photos and I was like, I actually did a lot more than I thought. You know, I'm like, I don't consider <laughs> yeah. myself a cosplayer, but I definitely have done some really badass ones. Yeah, and, and didn't realize how much there was. And they were all characters that I love. So it turned out You've great. done so many. I mean, I knew about, um, I've seen, I saw your Horizon Zero Dawn, yes. your alloy one. I took that huge inspiration so from yeah. that. It was yeah. incredible. <laughs> but like, 
Laura Croft, you've done Mercy from Overwatch, mm-hmm. uh, Usagi, you've done Alloy, Lilu, Black Cat, Harley, like you're all over the place. That's I, incredible. Yeah. It, it's a shock to me too. I didn't realize that I, <laughs> over the years, you don't notice, you know, like I did like maybe one or two or like two or three. And I'm like, that's uh, people who cosplay, that's their like every day or almost, you know, six times, 10 times, maybe more a year they're doing a cosplay. So for me, it didn't seem like a lot, but then over the years, it definitely add up. What was your first and what was going through your mind the first time you did it? I'm always so curious about like, cause I love dressing up. I mean, I have like a whole bin of wigs. Like I am You need to cosplay. Well, that's what, this is, exactly, no, this is what I'm asking, I'm exact, I'm, I'm taking the long way around the house, but, right. like, your first cosplay, like, A, what was it, and B, like, what was the impetus behind it? Like, was it a convention where you, like, oh, I want to do this, mm-hmm. or is it a game that you love? Also, Aaron, if you want to just ask us to do, like, a group Sailor Moon cosplay, totally I just say down. it. Totally down. 100%. I have most of the stuff, probably. <laughs> um, Amazing. You're already set. I, I'm in too. I've, I did Sailor Moon, actually, so I have the concept. But I don't want to shave my beard, though. Can I be like Sailor Moon with a beard? Yes. Yeah. Okay, great. 100%. Um, that's what it is about cosplay. You know, you can kind of make it your own. Um, so I think my first one that I did, oh my gosh, um, I think I did it for Halloween. It was the um, Lara Croft Tomb Raider, the brand new Tomb Raider reboot that had come out that year. Nice. Yeah. And so what I did was I commissioned it from somebody who I worked with in Montreal. So I used to model way back in the day. And she was uh, somebody who did like these really funky, like almost all used uh, secondhand uh, items as well uh, to do costumes. And we stayed friends. And she was like, yeah, I'll totally do this for you. So she shipped it to me in a box. She like put fake blood and like dirtied up the clothes oh, and everything. Oh, nice. Oh, that's yeah. great. And so I'd say- That's Lara like halfway through the game. Yeah. <laughs> it's like she's been in that, it. Yeah, exactly. So that's my first, uh, yeah, she's been through the ringer. So that's my first one that I did. And I guess the the feeling I got, and I get this every now and then, it'll kind of come back when I do cosplay, but you kind of, you just embody that character. You really feel not yourself and like you can be somebody else and you have like this permission granted to just take it all the way, you know? If you could see Blade doing any cosplay- Oh, what would you imagine? Oh boy, his this is forte a, would be. <laughs> this is well, going to keep me up tonight. Yeah. All right, let's go. What immediately came to mind was Sully from Uncharted. Oh, oh. Right. okay. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. Sully's great. Yeah, not Nathan Drake, obviously. You could still pull that off. I mean, okay. The whole maybe like an old. What about like an old Nathan Drake? Yeah, because I have like white hair. Like how <laughs> Joel has evolved since The Last of Us Two. He's yes. a little bit more. Yeah. So you should do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.
you know, it's interesting. I, you went to college, is this correct, to become a jazz singer? I did, yeah. That's awesome. I mean, how does how does music, do you think, impact a game? And and are there any games that you could point to that you're like, oh, this score is amazing. This, this music is amazing. A hundred percent. I mean, I always say the classic uh, Splinter Cell Chaos Theory Amon Tobin soundtrack is killer. Wow. Yes. And it's so out there and it tried something so different at a time where like music was kind of meh and it was all pop, you know, groups and stuff. So I felt like they, they really did good, a good job at, in trying to modernize music in games. Um, okay. Yeah. So I feel like that that's always stuck with me. Like I always go back to that, that soundtrack. And then a lot of other games like GTA 5 or, um, oh. you know, and, and of course you've got to give props to World of Warcraft soundtrack. You know, oh yeah, that is oh, yeah. our. Heavily. It's almost like our Star Wars soundtrack soundtrack. Like it's, it's <laughs> in, the, in the gaming world, you know. Like I feel like yeah. it falls under that. Just uh, such an iconic orchestral, like beautiful music. And there's other games like uh, every game. I think music is so important. Like every, yeah. you can't have a video game experience. It's very rare to have a video game experience with no music. Very true. Yeah, like there's some wor- worlds that are really good with ambiance, you know, like the the humming of the space en- engine or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's just some something to say about like without music, games would not be as immersive and as engaging. Like you just, it's the same thing with movies, you know, you can't have, or TV shows. A hundred percent agreed. And like, I mean, even to the point where, you know, playing The Last of Us, like that <gasps> bow being yes. drawn across the Oof. violin, I hear that and I just immediately start sweating. Yeah. <laughs> another another good game that actually, yeah, innovated music for games is like, you know, that acoustic guitar and like really bringing you to that, that Southern world, like, well, for the first one. And then the second one was like, they kind of changed a little bit and added different sounds and different instruments. And I, I just, I really... Yeah, I think every game has to have their own like music theme of some kind. And that's it's interesting you mentioned that too because I just now as you're saying the acoustic guitar, it feels to me like they almost used acoustic instruments because like there's no electricity in yeah. the post-apocalypse. Huh. And because you know, like and the in the beginning of The Last world. of Us Two, Joel finds this acoustic guitar and you know, and Ellie's playing. Very stuff, intentional so. uh decisions, cool. huh? Yeah. yeah. It's an art. It gives you, like, think about for a second, let's all think about the sound of a brick being, a coin brick being hit in Mario. Yeah. How good does mm-hmm. that make you feel? It's iconic. So good. And then you, you could even say that about Zelda when you open the chest. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. the best. Yeah. There we go. Just there classic. Classic Classic. Spotify. Put uh, put some Mario coin sounds on uh, on Spotify so I can feel good about myself. <laughs> put that on repeat. <laughs> all of the all of the little you know dings from Zelda or dings from Mario. <laughs> yeah. I just want to get that serotonin rush yeah, exactly. all the time. Just put it on repeat. <laughs> just put exactly. it as when your uh, your text message phone sound. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, Naomi, listen. In this podcast, we love to talk about. Best games and worst games. Yeah. All right. So, and not about streaming, but just gate, just period. Okay. So, uh, most hated game. So, uh, you guys asked me this. It's very hard to choose, first of all, mm-hmm. because I had the advantage of being in a place where I knew before a game even came out if it was good or bad. So, I mostly just avoided the bad games, right? You know what? I didn't think about Interesting that. Interesting perspective. Huh? Yeah. So, and I also, when I was younger, I, I just played any game. Like, I didn't have 
such, um, what did you say, like intellectual perspective of, of about like whether a game was good or bad. I just wanted to play any game. And so I actually played a lot of really bad games growing up that I found out later were really bad, but I love them so much because of that nostalgic. Aww. See, I say then those games aren't bad. Right? Yeah. yeah. So-, so that's that's why it was also very difficult for me to choose because I I kind of enjoy when games are bad. I really... I, I make I like making fun of them, you know, and sometimes yeah. they're oh, bad for, for sure. one thing, but they're good for another. Sure, uh, exactly. Yeah. It's all personal yeah. opinion, you know. Yeah. Some of my favorite horror movies are the worst horror movies of all time. Right. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So I feel yeah. like I, I also had to figure out, okay, well, what's a game that I actually gave a fair shot at, and ended up coming away with it with like no feelings or something. Mm. So I, I I finally landed on Star Wars Battlefront Two. Which I know <gasps> is <laughs> okay. I, I'm putting it out there. Did you love it, Aaron? No, I love this choice though because okay. I hated it. Okay. Now, for people who don't know, explain. There was a lot of controversy about this game. Well, right. besides the loot boxes and all that, like right, I know right. that that was the big controversy, but it wasn't the reason I hated it. So there was a when it came out, there was a lot of controversy around it because uh, you know, EA was. It just felt like they were trying to make money. And everyone really loved, you know, Star Wars, you get to play, it's a multiplayer game, you get to play in the Star Wars universe, Mm -hmm. and you get, you can be a hero, you could be Luke, you can be Boba Fett, you can be all these people. So when the second one came out, and it just felt like they were just squeezing the fans for money, Mm -hmm. there was a huge outcry. Yeah, it's always on those lists of like worst games of all time kind of thing. Yeah. But... Um, the reason I didn't like it was because for me, like it was similar to, okay, I, I started out playing my first Star Wars game was fan. We're going back here, but my I first- love how this is a very like weighted decision. Like you've really, yes, because it was, put I didn't through. have, I was like, what game do I really don't like? You know, it was really hard to figure out. So the, the first Star Wars game that I played when I was younger, it was uh, Phantom Menace, Star Wars mm. Phantom Menace, also a terrible game according to people, but I had <laughs> such nostalgia playing that game. I loved it because it was like my first Star Wars, you know, big hoopla, like the movie came out. And um, I was going through, you know, playing little Anakin and then, uh, you know, (laughs) Queen Amidala. So I felt like that game just took, like it did it for me. So then Star Wars Battlefront 2 came out. This was like many years later. (laughs) And, and I was like, okay, first of all, these, these characters are all from the older movies. Okay. Second, I, I really didn't care for the flying around and like taking down the the type yeah. the type uh, not the tie fighters the um the, the at the adats or ATSTs and I did give it a fair shot I did give it a fair shot I had it at my desk for years and every now and then I would hop back in and play a little bit and I was like this is just boring like there's no like it doesn't get you into the story that quickly it just right. it, there was just so much like just what it did so different from the past Star Wars game that I played Phantom Menace which again not a great game but I, <laughs> I loved it I wanted that experience again and I just was not feeling it with Star Wars Battlefront 2 so I understand the critique of like the loot boxes and stuff but I didn't even get to that point because and I kept trying to give it a shot but it just it just, just didn't vibe with me yeah, I was gonna say I love how even looking back or looking past all of that controversy. Yeah, and everything <laughs> looking past all of that industry wide like, outcry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, you've still gave it a chance and really put your heart into it. Do you feel like you were kind of like just holding on to that nostalgia? Yes, and just trying to like inject that into the set. 
A hundred percent. I was like, okay, I'm not playing the characters I care about. What, where's like me walking and exploring this world. Like I can't even go outside the base. Like this sucks. <laughs> but yeah, it was just, it was just me holding on to that old, yeah, that nostalgia, nostalgia feeling for sure. It's so, it's so funny. Like I totally, I completely sympathize because, you know, I, I think that Star Wars is such a near and dear franchise mm-hmm. to my heart. And they, you know, like the, you know, Clone Wars, like they've done like so many great things, but I don't think there has been, I mean, Phantom Menace was a fun game, but yeah. they there are me- many more strikeouts. Their batting average is awful, Very like, awful. for for games. I we mean, it's did, just terrible. Yeah, it's terrible, but we did get a redemption story arc, not story arc so much, but like uh, <laughs> Jedi Fallen Order came out. Have you played Ooh. that one? Yeah, yeah. So, I played it a little bit. Yeah. I didn't play it a lot. So that one actually feels like a good Star Wars game. And right. and I feel like that one uh, did get some good, you know, reviews and stuff like that. And people really loved it. But you're right. The the batting average is, is not so good. It's not, not so good. so hot. Can I say something embarrassing? Because this is a safe space, right? Yeah. I watch the cutscenes to Old Republic all the time mm-hmm. on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Like weekly. Like recently? Is it like oh, a routine? They, yesterday I watched. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh. They have put together, somebody on YouTube put together uh, like the cutscenes. I love for when it. they do that. Oh, and huh. it's like, it's honestly, it's better than any Star Wars movie since the original. It's the <laughs> Blades of Bells are awesome. It's so exciting. Are you it's serious? So need, it's really good. You great. need to link I'm that gonna, to us so we can watch I it. will. I'm going to send it to you. It's so fun. It's so fun. I love that. And I think maybe like for me, like we're all talking about like the nostalgia and stuff. I think one of the reasons maybe why I don't connect a lot with Star Wars games is because it, it's it's like the characters I love not done in a way I feel they're doing them justice versus mm. something like Fallen Order or, you know, where it's like a new thing yeah. in that world, yeah. right? Could yeah. there be something to that? Yeah, I think you're right. I think that they're, they are getting more success not trying to stick to the characters that we know from the movies and, and kind of diverting. I think it's like world building, you know, like uh, it's yeah. like what the CW does with DC, you know, it's just like, let's yeah. see different perspectives and different characters. Let's, let's see different. <laughs> yeah. Let's see different. Um, okay. So we started okay. low. So let's go high. Let's Oof. go high. Let's bring it up. All right. So I'm sticking to this one. I, I did say this to, uh, in an IGN, like thing that we did think piece or whatever. And I said, um, Portal 2 was my all-time favorite game. Oh. Yes. Okay. No, yeah. Maybe not what you'd Love expect. That. But, um, and there are so many games. Like, I'm sure you get this a lot from people you're interviewing, but, like, there's no way for a gamer to really pick just one. But if I were to say, like, the, t- like the timing of that game when it came out was, per- like, personally the right time for me, I... I- Love that game. I played it. In what way? In what way was it the right time? Um, It felt like I was, I had just kind of started my job at IGN. I was finally kind of finding my footing. I felt like I just had it all, you know, and it was like, this was the game I was going <laughs> to play. I was completion. on top of the world. Yeah, kind of like that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, it. and it was, you know, I'd loved the Half-Life games and then Portal 1, you know, the tiny little Portal game, Portal 1 game. It's so cute now just when you think about it. into the orange box, just yeah. in the corner. Oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, here's Portal 2. You yeah. Know, here it is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then in Portal 2, you're helped by Stephen Merchant, who's Which a is little... amazing. Incredible. The best. 
<laughs> and they open that world up in such a fun way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he it, it introduced a mechanic too. Like I feel like we didn't really see that kind of thing. And then other games started doing it, like having right. your kind of Wheatley character, your GLaDOS mm-hmm. character guiding you through. And I just love that Wheatley, just that that big reveal at the end. No spoilers, but you know, yeah. he goes bad. And I think that that's great. I think it's really great. great. Yeah. 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 I kind of had a similar, you know, experience playing Portal 1 where I I loved the world. I loved everything about it. I played the absolute shit out of the orange box. Yeah. Everything on it. <laughs> TF2 that was a, and that everything. Was a ma- that was a masterpiece. It was so good. A what good- a good, like, just combination of games. Team Fortress, yeah. Right. But I, I felt like... It was almost lonely in the sense that I wish that somebody had been with me. And I wish that I could have shared it with somebody. But then when they added the multiplayer in Portal 2, um, did you dive deep into that too? Yeah, I did play quite a bit of that, actually. And it was great. It was just a, an extension of what, you know, you did in the in the story campaign. And I, I agree with you in that it made it feel less lonely. And like, now you're solving these things together. And it's that perfect, like, co-op game. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. it's hard to find games that, like Kyle and I are always like, what do we play? It's like Minecraft. Okay. But like, what else is there that's like, you know, you're solving puzzles or you're doing yeah. something different. So I think that Portal 2 did that really well. Teamwork. Teamwork. Yeah. Teamwork. Yeah. Right. And again, like, you know, I, I think you really touched about something that a lot of people have said where kind of the best games have a world unto themselves that feel fleshed out. Yes. And Portal and Portal 2, especially like did such a great job of, of like you were Spanning. saying earlier, like world building. Yeah. And expanding. And, and I, I can't imagine the trick of trying to such a beloved game. How can we expand on this without you know, casting a, a, a wrong note right. is a really interesting thing. I mean, you must have at IGN played a lot of games that just missed the mark. Totally, yeah. This is like, I have to go through all the backlog of games, but the first <laughs> one that came to mind was Alien Isolation. Ooh. Oh. Now, see, that's a game I love, so I'm interested to hear. Well, I didn't mind it. I just I, yeah. I just feel like... I don't know. I feel I felt like there was some parts of the game that they could have gone deeper or like they could have done more. And it's that's often my critique with games is like, oh, I wish they had done this or I wish they had done that. I mean, I agree with you. I think that they they tied it into the alien movies. You play Ripley's daughter yeah. and you're on a space station and it's a similar it's a thing where you can't kill the alien. You just have to run from it, which makes Ooh. it very scary. But yeah, I agree. It's like they don't they didn't quite do enough. It's fun and scary, but then you're kind of like, "All right, I'm on the thing. What yeah. do I do now?" You know, I'm like, um and there's there I think to your point, they just at the end just added more aliens to make it worse versus making the world like in Portal 2, the Wheatley thing, like they I And you right, actually the get government. out at the end. Sorry, I didn't yes. spoiler warning that, but yes. come on, it's been so many <laughs> it's, years. It's old. They it's so many years. It. And also that's not I don't think you saying that ruins the game at all because the, the joy is in the play. It is, yeah, hundred percent. I feel like there is something to be said about that, that there are some games that have just like you said, hit them, hit, hit miss the mark entirely and just could have done something just a tad different and it would have made it that much mm-hmm. better. But Alien Anesthesia, I feel like kind of fits that. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And it did start off a little too slow. But still, yeah. uh, I have not screamed that much in my apartment in a long time. It does a good time. job I mean, scaring you. Oh, boy, is that a scary yeah. thing. Ugh, yeah. No thanks. No thanks. <laughs> very quickly, because Alien Isolation to me was very scary. And I would mm-hmm. play Super Mario Odyssey to calm down from that. 
Do you, yeah. do you have a comfort food of games? Like, do you have like a- Yes. Oh, I so do. Um, City Skylines is actually my comfort <gasps> food. Yeah. Oh. I love that one. I always go back to that when I'm just like, you know what? I don't know what the heck I'm going to play. So let's just play this because- That's a good I'm like palate cleanser. Anything else. Yeah. You know? It's just like, and the music and the way that like, it gets you into that world. But yeah, you're right in that Mario Odyssey, like any of the Mario games or Luigi's games, Luigi games are perfect for that. You know, they just really- yeah. Anything Nintendo usually just kind of suits mm-hmm. us all. Are you a City Skylines person, uh, Sonia? A little bit. I remember playing it, but I I never really thought of it as a like regular palate cleansing game. Yeah. But I like that. Yeah, it's just like always on my my desktop, and I just I see it, and I, every time I look at it, I, I have fond memories, and I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm gonna play tonight because I, I don't want to play anything else. <laughs> it is the opposite of soothing for me because I'm terrible at any kind of SimCity urban planning type really? game. City Skylines. The only thing I've learned is no one would have sewage in the town that I built. <laughs> Then I would do something and all the power would go out and it just starts flashing like the lightning bolt across the entire town. And I'm like, so it's a little more stressful for you. So then then when you need to palate cleanse from city skylines, (laughs) what do you play? Lock lock me up underground and give me a portal gun. That's what what I I said. That's where I'm at. Full circle. (laughs) Uh, Naomi Kyle, thank you so much for being here. And I'll let you know about the cosplay thing. Well, Sonia and I will work on it. We'll, and uh, we'll, work we'll get on back it. to you on the cosplay situation. <laughs> I'm down. If you guys want to do an ensemble or each do our own, just let's hope conventions open at some point in the future. <laughs> and you'll see us there. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just the three of us on Zoom. Yeah, that's hanging eyes. out. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, thanks, Naomi. Thanks, guys. You know what? I think I could cosplay as Sully. I've been wanting to get into cosplay and I think that is going to be my uh, my foray into the world of cosplay. See what I did there? See what I did there? Uh, see what I did? I was going to say, I could see it as long as you don't say cosplay like that. I think you could pull it off is what I'm trying to say. Is that what you want to hear? Yes, thank you. Thank oh, you. Okay, I can pull it okay. off. Yes. There we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, thank you to Naomi for coming by and chatting with us. I had a blast. She's fantastic. Make sure to check her out everywhere, Naomi Kyle, and especially on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Naomi Kyle. And stick around because after the break, we got another fan request. That's right. You asked and we're going to answer. We'll be right back. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places. Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. All right, welcome back, everybody. Today's fan request comes from at Refa Sliva One, who writes, Hey guys, been catching up on the show and I love it. Thank you very much. I wanted to know what's your go to game when you're having video game fatigue? Video game fatigue. That's a great question. I was actually experienced this uh, recently where I didn't, I don't know what to stream anymore. I feel kind of burnt out. There's nothing like super exciting. Whoa. Going on right now, um, I started The Last of Us 2 off stream, which oh, has been yeah. fun. 
Um, but something that I love to go back to whenever I have uh, any kind of burnout, I love Sayonara Wild Hearts. It's such an underappreciated game. It's really such a sleeper. Nobody like nobody jumped on this. It's like a super dreamy, um, like super aesthetic music rhythm kind of action adventure game. And it follows this, uh, this heartbroken young woman and she's processing her heartbreak and finding herself. And they tell all the stories through tarot cards and the representations. But uh, and also the whole uh, the whole soundtrack is this like electronic pop uh, super upbeat and oh, it's great. It's great. It's great. But I love it because it's so casual. It's so casual and it's so forgiving. Like if you die a whole bunch of times and you keep messing up in the same part, a little thing will pop up and say, I will make your wish come true. Would you like to skip this bit? It'll bring you past the, and it like brings you past the area that you're stuck in, but it's so gentle about it. It's yeah. so gentle. So it's just, ah, oh, it's beautiful. And yeah, it's so, again, you can pick it up play a couple levels. You can get as involved as you want um, or not. And yeah, I love that. That is a great suggestion. I almost mentioned that when we were talking about music earlier, about being a musical game uh, that I could put a lot of hours into. I think I might've played that all the way through in one sitting. Um, It's really, really great. And I would actually expand. I would, I would, I would agree with you and also maybe say, any of Annapurna's games. Annapurna mm. Interactive, their games are fantastic. What Remains of Edith Finch, uh, there's a ton of really, really great stuff they've done. And I don't, there is not a dud in the bunch. I mean, that is that is a company I think that every time I see that they're releasing a game, I'm like, I get giddy. Yeah. And they have these really interesting, casual, fun, just different games that are amazing. Um, Sign of Our Hearts is that's a really good one. That's I think a it's really, really good. good. One. And again, like I was saying, it's cool because you can get as involved as you want or totally. or not. You can just play all the levels and just mess around and whatever, whatever. But there's also like these zodiac riddles you can solve, yeah. and you can try and get gold if you want to get competitive on every level. And God, it's just yeah, it's, it's so incredible. satisfying too. That game is so satisfying. But I will say though, one thing. Uh, when I was playing that game, I was like, who is this narrator? This is, and I like, yes, I wouldn't let myself look and it it drove me nuts. And I was like, the very end and the very end, it's like Queen Latifah. And I was like, yes, I had the same, the same reaction. Right. Cause I'm like, oh, my ears just felt so soothed all the time. It's just such a, she has such a beautiful voice. And then, yeah, at the end I'm like, Yes. That's great. Oh man. You know what? I would say, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I can't, there's not a better one. I, yeah. I would maybe just add like pretty much any Annapurna interactive game, I think will bring you back into loving mm-hmm. games. So yeah, that's great. That's right. I mean, yeah. All right. Perfect. Well, thank you to Refa Silva one for that request. Uh, and if you have any questions or if you want us to prescribe a video game for you, uh, give us a, give us a shout at good game. Nice try on Twitter or hashtag GGNT. And that's it. That's all, that's all she wrote. That's all all we got. We got to practice our musical instruments. Jen, get on the Mm -hmm. drums. We got some music to write. I'm on it. (laughs) I love it. Coast is on it. Coast is on it. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'll be crust. (laughs) You be coast and I'll be crust. Hey guys out there, how about hit us at Good Game Nice Try with what do you think (laughs) Sonya and I's uh, band nickname should be? What about that? I want some good ones with coast. Yeah. It's got to live up. Coast and crust. <laughs> Maybe not crust. We'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll workshop that. 
We'll workshop it. That's right. Uh, Good Game, Nice Try is produced by Jed Samples and Nick Liao. Our executive producers are Joanna Solitaroff, Adam Sachs, and Jeff Ross. Engineering by Will Becton with engineering and sound design by Anya Zizik. Music by John Danik. This has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.